What a game for the defending world champions. They now take control of their first round series against the Sacramento Kings. Thanks to a huge win tonight on the road, 123-116. The voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors and sometimes the Golden State Warriors, Kevin Dana, joins me next to break it all down. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time, which is an awesome new uh, uh, ticket selling uh, service. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, Kevin Dan is guaranteed. He's low priced. Are you actually? Maybe you're you're actually expensive. Uh, I don't know. Yesterday's price, Cyrus, is not today's price. <laughs> In the words of Manny Fresh, Cyrus, I'm a very expensive man, but I'm very, very much worth it. (laughs) You can follow Kevin Dana on Twitter at Kevo408. Kevin Dana, it is great to have you back on the program. How are you doing, brother? I know you watched the game tonight at a sports bar, which must have been loud. I don't know if it was a sports bar, but you said some sort of establishment. Yeah, so for for the South Bay viewers of Locked On Warriors, uh, I went to the Garrett, which is in San Jose. Um, there's a patio. There's like an outdoor patio, which from uh, friends and I, we take over, basically. We got there for the start of the Lakers-Grizzlies game, so we were assured a good spot to watch uh, Dubs-Grizzlies. We turned the volume up to 100 so we could hear the broadcast. Uh, and, and it's a wonderful viewing experience. And we've been doing this since 2015, uh, since the first uh, championship year. So, uh, yeah, we, so we, we don't do it for every play. We do it for like maybe one game a series. And so this was uh, this was the game we did it for because it was a big one. Uh, and wow, what a game side death. Ta- this is I tweeted this earlier. Death. There are only four guarantees in life, not three. Death taxes. Yeah. Stanford Athletics winning a national championship every year. It's like 47, 48 years in a row. Is that true? And is that Golden true? State, yeah, that is that is that is true. <laughs> Okay, uh, and the Golden State Warriors win in a road game every playoff series. Twenty-eight straight, baby. That is true. So. That is absolutely correct, man. I, you know what? Tonight, I saw the defending world champion Warriors. I have not seen that team in a long time. I saw them tonight. The grit I thought was back. The pace control was back. The clutch shooting was back. The swagger was back. There was just—I mean, this was the team that won the title. I don't know where they've been all year, but then again, they've been doing this for so long. Maybe they don't care about the regular season anymore, and they only care about the Warriors Invitational, and maybe rightfully so. I want to give the Kings credit, man. That's a hell of a team. I almost feel like if they get past this round, it's it's it kind of is going to be downhill from here. Like I don't remember an opponent in last year's postseason who posed this big of a challenge. Am I, is this too hyperbolic? What, what are your thoughts on that? Where do you where do you compare no. the Kings to the, the the four opponents they faced last year? Um, pre-jaw injury, I might put the Grizz. I and the cell. I think the Celtics are the Celtics last year are better than the Kings this year. Um, but the the Kings this year are better than the Mavericks last year. 
The yeah. Kings this year are better than the Nuggets last year. Yes. I think Kings this year and Grizzlies last year with a healthy jaw um, are pretty – I would say – I would give the edge to the Grizzlies there. Yeah, they were the but, Grizzlies. But Fair. I agree. Like, this Kings team is not like – I mean, they're a first-round worthy opponent for Golden State because they went 44-38 and 38 this year. <laughs> <laughs> but, like um, – but, yeah, no, this is, this is a really good team. I was happy to see Malik Monk stay in the game. That did not look good. That injury. Yeah, it, it seemed like he almost needed that. Like after that, he was like played like a madman. He was even before that, before and after that, it was yeah. Like, but like he really picked it up a notch after that. I felt like he's diamond up Sabonis, drilling threes. He was hooping. I mean, he only drilled one three in this game, but like I, a big three. Yeah, he yeah he. I mean, hats off to Malik Monk. This entire team, uh, they are a lot of fun to watch and. um yeah, the, the Kings are not going anywhere. Eventually, they might be the team that takes the mantle from Golden State, that uh, takes the baton. Uh, but it's well, let's not worry about that another day. Let's worry about that. Yeah, yeah, day. yeah. I don't think that's a 2023 problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and right now, the Warriors reminding people why they're the defending world champions. Uh, you know, there were a couple of players that really stood out tonight, and Kerr went with a much shorter rotation. Uh, really played eight plus Moses Moody for a brief stand. I don't, it was either first or second quarter. He played four minutes and change, but he went with his his, his tried and true. It, it was an eight man yeah. rotation. Uh, DiVincenzo played seventeen minutes. Was had his moments. Uh, the, the box score won't reflect a great game from him, but he played better than what his stats showed. Um, but clearly, Draymond Green and Gary Payne the second off the bench were yeah. massively Massive. huge. But uh, you know the player that I think is going to be underrated in this, and it's a player that I, I don't think the Warriors win without. And I'm not talking about Stephen Curry. That's the obvious one, okay? Look, yeah. Stephen Curry is a god when it comes to basketball. He's one of the greatest ever. He clearly is the heart and soul of the Golden State Warriors. But the player I'm talking about that really stood out to me tonight, and then I'd love to know your reaction to this and who you thought stood out the most, was Andrew Wiggins. Andrew yes. Wiggins was grabbing massively huge rebounds. I know yeah. he only grabbed four, but but uh, actually the, the fourth quarter box score in front of me here, um, so I can actually see what he did in the fourth quarter. Two of his four rebounds were in the fourth yeah. quarter. Uh, he scored four points, but he was huge. I thought he was, he was the difference maker because because he's a perfect two way player for this team. Uh, he plays bigger than than his size. I mean, he's he was a shooting guard in Minnesota, and oftentimes now he's playing power forward. Uh, in your opinion, Kevin, who really stood out to you tonight, man? Like that just was huge. I thought it was Wiggins. I'm going to give him his love. Yeah, I, I I really liked Andrew Wiggins tonight. I mean, there there are a few people that stand out to me. Let's start with Andrew since you 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 talked about him. That jumper to make it 113 to 108 with oh. just under a minute to go. I think it was under a minute to go. That put him Not up five somewhere late. I mean, A, that's his shot. But B, do you know how tough of a shot that is? I'm the whole possession I am saying out loud, probably sound like a madman in this bar. <laughs> like, give it to Steph, 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 give it to Steph. Give it to seven. Then I said it maybe 10 more times in the first 12 seconds of that possession. And, and that possession essentially kind of won them the game. I mean, like they still had work to do, but you go up five in that situation. Like Sacramento, if Sacramento gets a stop there, they got a chance to tie things up next time down and really put some pressure on Golden State. That shot was monstrous. Maybe it was to make it 119 to 114. I forget. Where it was, but he had this just a huge 
huge shot late. Um, and yeah, he had like a monster rebound in the final two minutes of that game. Mm-hmm. That was huge. So yeah, the, I, I like he had the you know it felt like he had more than four rebounds. Yeah, I want to next guy I want to shout out is Clay Thompson because oh. the first quarter non-Steph minutes were kind of a disaster. Twelve five. <laughs> the second quarter non-Steph minutes were rescued by Clay Thompson. Mm. He had three threes when Steph was on the bench, and they needed to give him. You know, you when he's going out, he's usually getting two minutes or so in the first half. Um, hello, Groot. Thanks for chiming in. We we all know who you are. Uh, but, sorry, that just caught my uh, <laughs> attention. Thanks, Groot. I didn't know if we had a guardian of the galaxy watching Locked On Warriors. That, that, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but um, but like he goes out. It's forty nine forty four Sacramento at like the. 539 mark of the second quarter and clay after a free throw hits three threes and that put them up and they got you know they got an and one from draymond green and so by the time steph curry checks back in draymond hits the free throw they had gone on a 12 nothing run so 12-5 sack in the first non in the first quarter non-steph minutes 12-1 golden state in the second quarter non-steph minutes because clay thompson those Mm. Threes, I thought, I mean, kind of rescued the game for Golden State. And then you have to mention Kevon Looney. 22 rebounds. Oh, bro. Jesus. Like, bro. bro. Yeah. Bro. 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 Dude, he was a beast. Yeah. A beast. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, just unreal. His 22 rebounds, seven assists. That That's the one thing that, like, we really started to see from Kavon this year is he's a really good passer. Um, and, you know, I think he was around three plus assists per game or high twos per game this year. And I mean, just the seven assists and one turnover, one turnover, you know, for someone who has seven assists and like, yeah, just. That's a good wow. assist to turnover ratio, which we yeah. were talking about off the air stats we care about. That's yeah. a big one. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a huge one. So those, those, and obviously, I mean, Steph had monster buckets down the stretch. I mean, yeah. So dude, the growth uh, of Steph. I thought Mo, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Just, well, I thought Moses in his four and a half minutes was really good. Dude, he's um, been great every, every yeah. yeah, he's been so, phenomenal. Every I think you played. continue to sprinkle Moses in the first half. Maybe you throw him some, you know, you know, third, fourth quarter minutes, a la game two against Dallas at home last year when he kind of rescued that game with his play in the fourth quarter. Uh, he, he hit both of his free throws, had an assist, had a block shot. Um, and also, Andrew Wiggins, 11 blocks in five games, 2.2 blocks oh. per game. Just, uh, yeah. Especially there was one block he had, I think, on Malik Monk, which was like just – Oh, yeah, when they're making their run in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, just shut the and – and there was moments like that that really stuck yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, look, every player – like Dray, we'll, we'll talk about Draymond, obviously – uh, first of all, don't start your tradition. Don't stop your tradition of going to that establishment every <laughs> series. If you started that back in 2015, you better not stop doing that, please. Um, I, 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 I forgot to mention that earlier. Uh, but no, this was just a lot of phenomenal play. Stephen Curry, how much he's built his 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 physical strength to the point where early in his career, he could not do what he's doing now, where he attacks the paint, people bounce off him sometimes, and he and he just gets to where he wants to go whenever he he wants to do it he yeah. uh, opposing defenses i mean you're looking at davion mitchell his nickname at baylor was what lockdown right off night off night i'm sorry thank yeah. you yeah because every player he guarded had an off night he's a phenomenal yeah. defender davion mitchell is someone who i thought the warriors were going to draft i was advocating for it 
before Jonathan Kaminga fell to him uh, with the seventh pick. Um, He's a phenomenal player, especially on the defensive side. And it took Stephen Curry, I think, about two games to figure him out. He's figured him out. Davion Mitchell is flustered out there whenever he's trying to guard Steph. And just kudos, man, to to what Steph has become as a player uh, uh, from when he was early to now. We're going to have a lot more time obviously, to talk about tonight's fantastic win uh, after we give some love to some sponsors, uh, starting off with Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Uh, Kevin, I don't know if you'd be into uh, this this uh, this app. You're uh, basically putting yourself in the shoes of Bob Myers and competing uh, for all whatever. I mean, there, you can uh, create a league with friends. You can go into a league that is already set up. Um, it's a game that all the locked-on hosts got into for a while. It became very competitive. But it's it's realistic. So if you're looking for something to burn time, if you're looking for something that is just really fun, you know, to to take away as a as a divergent from the mundaneness of reality, uh, definitely go check out Ultimate Basketball GM and Locked On Warriors listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out to download the game. Just visit ProBasketballGM.com. Scan that code right below us or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com, ultimate basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. And today's episode is also brought to you by Ibotta. Uh, and Ibotta is all about earning cash back on every shopping trip you make. Uh, I don't think they have a graphic, by the way. I'm actually uh, just confirming that right now. I don't think they do. So, yeah, so Ibotta, for example, a typical basket of groceries uh, at the at the end of 2022 was $50 more than the beginning of the year because of inflation, which is a word for corporate greed. We can discuss that another day if we want. Um, But you could earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta or even more, depending on how much you use it. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. When you register, just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code Locked, L-O-C-K-E-D. If you want to save money with your regular purchases, download it right now. It's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Player App Store and use the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every dayers tomorrow on the show is undetermined, but if you follow the program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs, that's where we announce start times, guests, and so forth. So make sure you follow us there. Make sure you follow Kevin Dana, the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors, sometimes the Golden State Warriors, sometimes the, the, the LA Clippers, uh, on Twitter at Kevo408. Uh, Draymond Green, sometimes man. I mean, that's 92. Sorry. What's up? Sometimes Mets 92. Here's my Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> Is he? Are you on a first name basis with Victor Wembanyama? Given you call almost all of his team's games. Oh yeah, we're cool. no. He he couldn't pick me out. He couldn't pick me up. He couldn't pick me out in the police lineup. But like I did ask him one question in the media in person when he was here in Vegas. <laughs> Anyways. I love it. Um, you know, Draymond Green uh, is obviously in the news for a lot of reasons, especially in this series. Uh, every time he had the ball tonight. Uh, the crowd naturally booed him. I was a little surprised at how quiet that crowd was. Uh, I feel like that wasn't. I feel like the, the fan base in Game Five was a fan base who has not been in the in the playoffs in a long time. Would you agree with that? They, they, they were not. They didn't bring the same energy that 
we saw in games one and two, they seemed anxious. Uh, they were quiet a lot. I mean, do you agree with that? What do you think about the, the Kings crowd? Uh, so I'll game? say I had the, we had the volume up loud enough for me to hear Brian Anderson and Stan Van Gundy, but I didn't have the volume up high enough to like be able to tell how the crowd was. So All right. I can't. I didn't hear it. I can't. I didn't hear it. Yeah. Did you hear bias from Brian Anderson and Stan Van Gundy? I, no. I, I heard a few. You didn't hear that? Brian was, no, was, was I mean, I, I heard some emotion in there. Like he was happy when the Kings scored a couple times. I don't know, man. Anyways, so, okay. like, I will yeah. say from a play-by-play perspective, it's easier to get excited for the home team just because you're feeding off the crowd's energy. Uh, and like, you kind of have to bring it more when the, when it's like silent, you know, like it, it's just easier to feed off the crowd's energy. So that's like generally why I think like you hear, a uh, play-by-play announcer in a neutral game kind of raise it more to like match the crowd, right? Um, right. And, and occasionally, you know, ba- you know, last-second road team does something great, then you'll hear like, you know, then like play-by-play guy will take over. But I, w- I would not say that. I mean, generally speaking, I, he's biased. Yeah, I, yeah. I, tonight, I was hearing it, and I saw it on, on at least on social media, some people mentioned the same thing and I was the like Warriors fans like <laughs> yeah you know like anyone who I, I don't think there'd be any neutral that said oh this guy like is getting paid by the deck under the table that's yeah. fair well I wasn't happy with the officials tonight in the sense you, you mentioned Clay Thompson having a fantastic game tonight and by the way we're about to see game six Clay I, I'm at Chase Center I'm, I'm really stoked about that uh we can dive into that now or in a moment but I didn't think he got in foul trouble. He, he got, he had five fouls. He was held out of the fourth quarter. A lot of it because he picked up that early fifth foul. At least two of those fouls seemed like absolute jokes to me. Um, I, I don't know if you have any opinion on that, but, but Clay Thompson was fantastic. 25 points, five for 11 from deep. Um, you know, he did have four turnovers. Steph had five turnovers, but who cares when you're winning the game, right? Um, any final thoughts on Clay before we move on? No, yeah, I thought I thought his second quarter like steadied the game because if they lose those non-step minutes at the same rate that they lost the first quarter non-step minutes, they would have been staring at a 12-point deficit with two minutes to go in the second quarter, which is certainly surmountable. But uh, to to be up whatever six instead was, was just huge. No, you're absolutely right. It was, yeah, they it was uh, they outscored the Kings by seven in the second quarter, and Clay Thompson. In that second quarter, four for six from the field, three for five from three uh, for 11 points, which for, you know, in a quarter is fantastic. Um, two players, though, that really stuck out to me, man. And and, and one of them was is obvious. Again, Draymond Green, uh, who offensively, I think he scored uh, the, uh, the uh, over 20 for the first time since Christmas 2019. When they beat the Houston Rockets without yes. Steph and Clay. Correct. I think that win got – they, like, won – they weirdly like won four in a row that year and it got them to like five and a half games out of the eight seed at one point. Like not like super early in the season. I remember thinking, oh, maybe they can turn this around. I think it got them to like nine and 25 or something. Like, yeah, maybe we got a chance. Steph comes back. And, I mean, COVID happened. And Dre yeah. was in, in the post-game interview with the TNT crew, uh, acknowledged how awful that year was. A Warriors team that won just 15 games. Tonight, though, uh, uh, again, his defense is exemplary. In my opinion, yeah. he's a top three all-time defensive player. Still still the peak of his powers for the most part anyways. But offensively, eight for ten from the field. Yeah. Uh, he had two three-point attempts, made one of them. Um, wasn't big on the glass, grabbed four rebounds total, but he did have seven assists. 
was plus 13, which is second on the team behind Clay Thompson's plus 14. But, but the other player that I thought looked the best he's been all year was Gary Payne the second. Yes. He looked good tonight, man. Like he, he looked like he had his hops back. Uh, like there was that one jump ball, for example, where I think it was him versus a bonus. And he yes. won the jump ball, uh, which was just awesome. We, this, yeah. that was the Gary Payne, the second of old tonight. He, and, and he played 15 minutes offensively was efficient four or five from the field. Um, finished the game with eight points, uh, grabbed six rebounds, but his hands were everywhere. He had two steals. Kevin Dana, your thoughts are on Gary Payne II, who I think is back. The, 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 you can tell like who's a warrior, who's going to be a good warrior role player by the way they time their cuts. I thought that's why Juan Toscano Anderson fit really well with this team. And it's why Gary Payton II is like so necessary for this offense. You saw like when Kevon, there was a play where Kevon Looney caught it like in the middle of the play and foul line, took a couple of dribbles and like just instinctually GP2 knew when to cut. He gets a dunk out of it or an easy layup. Like he's probably the best guy at timing his cuts on the Warriors out of like the role players. And I, I just think, like you need guys who have that sixth sense of how to move without the basketball. And Jerry, Jerry, Gary Payton the second, Gary uh, Jerry brings but, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just absolutely brings that aspect. And I mean, defensively, obviously, the deflections, the you know, just being all over the floor, the hustle on the offensive rebounds tonight. What do you have in this game, GP2? You had four offensive rebounds, a couple of steals. Well, him and Looney, I think, had all the offensive rebounds. They did, tonight. yeah. All 11 of their offensive rebounds were GP2 yeah. and, and Looney. It was incredible. So, incredible. Yeah. Absolutely well, incredible. He's just abs- and, and he's under contract for two more years, which just makes my heart sing. Well, it's and, and thank goodness that we're now finally reaping the rewards of that, uh, of that Wiseman trade. I mean, there was a little yeah. while there where – especially when the Warriors are down 0-2 in the opening round where you're, you're looking back at that trade going, hum, uh, it's it's all paying off now. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk some more Warriors in just a minute. I got to give some love to uh, one of our newer sponsors, Game Time. They're an, an incredible way for you to get tickets. And I've been clamoring, man, every time I've had this ad read come up, for Warriors fans to use Game Time, buy some tickets to Golden 1, and maybe that's what happened tonight. I'm not saying this show is the reason for that, but maybe – Warriors fans were in there. Maybe there were more Warriors fans than usual. Maybe the fan base there was just kind of thrown off because they haven't been in a game five in uh, damn near 20 years. So, um, yeah, but regardless, if you want tickets to an event, whether it's a, a sporting event, whether it's a concert, the Game Time app is what you should be using simply because if for no other reason, besides the fact that they're trustworthy, they're credible, you also get a money back guarantee if you buy tickets from them and then find tickets in the same row and section on another app or website, if they're cheaper, they will refund the difference to you. That's called a guarantee, folks. So you're literally going to get the lowest price guaranteed. It also includes event cancellation protection, uh, job loss protection. Uh, so download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. And today's episode is also brought to you by Nissan and more specifically the Nissan Aria. Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all new all electric 2023 Nissan Aria. And they also have a graphic as well. 
Uh, Kevin, thanks for putting up with this. We we don't usually have this many sponsors. No, no, it's uh, all good on a show. Um, but uh, Nissan's most electric player of the week uh, is Andrew Wiggins. I'm going to give him his his, his due. Uh, Wiggins and Gary Payne the second. They both look like their old selves tonight. Does, which does is Wiggins massive. get a Nissan Aria now that he's the Nissan Aria player of the game? Yeah, the checks in the mail, Andrew. Nice. It's it's coming. It's it really is. Um, Wiggins was phenomenal tonight. He was electric, brilliantly fierce, stunningly powerful the way he played inside, all similar to how the Nissan Aria rolls. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat, power and premium intelligence, all in one electric vehicle, the all new, all electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the electric vehicle for people who love to drive shop now at NissanUSA.com. On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Kevin Dana joins me for one final segment. You can follow Kevin on Twitter. Uh, is is it the same uh, handle for all your platforms? Is Twitter Kevo Four Away? Instagram's the same, or what? no? Instagram's Danaman SJ Four Away. Basically, it's only pictures of my cat. So uh, <laughs> bacon. I don't really use that. Bacon, shit. baby, bacon. Yeah, I just cooked bacon. some bacon the other day for the first time in like years, and uh, just because my mom gave me bacon, and so I cooked wow. it. I forgot how damn good it is, oh, man. It's, it's like it's I try not to eat it. But it's so good, man. I try yeah. not to eat pork products, but just because I. I mean, I feel like it's like eating a dog, dude. They're, they're, they're the same intelligence, if not more. I don't know, man. There's always guilt, but then you eat that that crispy bacon, and you're just like, "Damn, this is so good." Hey, and- we're, we're we're top of the food chain, Cyrus. <laughs> um, Malik, yeah. Malik yeah, Monk we, was on. We want. <laughs> Malik Monk was on fire tonight, man. That dude. I, I I don't see the same productivity on the road. Like you know, he he still puts some numbers sometimes when he's at Chase, but it's not the same. But tonight. He was killing it, especially in that fourth quarter. Uh, he played the entire quarter. I, I, every time he had the ball, I was just pissed off, man, because the guy, for some reason, was just having his way no matter what. Uh, he, sh- he scored 14 points. Uh, a lot of that was because he was able to get to the line. A lot of weird foul calls. There was a, two consecutive take calls uh, that gave him some extra free throws. Um, was, there, is there, was there something that you feel like could have been done to slow him down? I saw in the chat, for example, uh, uh, where, where was it? Someone oh, here. Uh, Howard Drick Pittman uh, writes in the chat. I prefer Gary Payne the second on Monk uh, rather than Fox. Um, are you liking the defensive assignments uh, from from the Warriors in this series, especially tonight? Yeah, no, I mean, um, I would have to go back and watch it again to like give you like a full answer. When I watch these games the first time, I kind of watch it like a fan um like my eye just kind of sticks to the basketball honestly I I don't watch it at a very advanced level Uh, I will say obviously green on Fox in the second half was great game four um but uh yeah no Monk is I mean he got to the line 14 times in game one he got to the line 10 times here in game five like he's just he's a slithery player he's damn good uh-huh. And, and you know, like he's he's been really good, especially these last couple of years with the Lakers, and, and he's a huge guy boost off the bench for Sacramento. And, and just like there, those guys tend to play better at home in playoff series and on the road. So like you expect an explosion from a guy like that. 
in a home game. And his his three, he only hit one three, but the three he hit was huge. It cut the lead to 107-103. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I think he really – It that. was sketch when it was 107-103. Like, the moment he said that, I just suddenly was, like, just taken aback to that moment. And yeah. I was freaking out a little bit because the Warriors had not locked it down at that point. And Monk yeah. was just – God damn, he was annoying. You know, he was just constantly making every damn uh, attempt or going to the line. It was just, it was insane. Sorry to interrupt you. I, I no, no. And then I was just going to say, and then he, you know, Malik Monk did not score in the first half. He had yeah. all 21 of his in the second half, seven in the third and 14 in the fourth. And also, like, Harrison Barnes, for all the, you know, shots he has either missed in a Warriors or a Kings uniform in clutch situations. In that third quarter, he had it going for a little bit, um, and he finished out with a you know a decent enough stat line. But like he kind of helped steady the ship for them in the third quarter. He was having success with his back to the basket, burying guys in the bucket, getting to the line. Totally with you, man. Uh, what do we hear from Kavon Looney? Uh, some sound is starting to trickle in uh, from the game, and Looney, who again we've talked about him already, but he had a monster game tonight. Not so much from scoring. I think he only finished with four points. Is that if that's if I'm not yep. mistaken? Uh, but grabbed 22 rebounds, seven of those offensive. Uh, also dished out seven assists as as Kevin talked about, especially earlier. That's a part of his game that's really evolved. Um, so here is uh, Kevon Looney uh, talking about his teammate Draymond Green, who is um, some people were calling him. I think his own teammates were calling him Nowitzki. Uh, because of that one jumper at the end uh, his, with the, the, the foot kicked out. So here yeah. it is. Uh, right? Did you hear that too? Well, yeah. I mean, I so I saw people saying that in the chat, but that, that shot was huge. I think that made it like a five-point lead late. Just massive. like an incredibly massive. massive shot. Absolutely. So here is uh, – come on, Lenny. Who, who started the uh, Draymond Nowitzki uh, <laughs> chance on the bench? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, it's probably with Steph. Uh, uh, you know, he said as soon as he came in the locker room, that's the first thing he said. And, uh, uh, you know, it's cool to see Draymond get, to get in his, uh, his scoring back. We all know he can do a lot of things on offense that he doesn't do. Uh, you know, he's playing his role, but uh, it's good to see him out there scoring and being aggressive. Did that remind you? I mean, you mentioned him getting his scoring back. Did that remind you a little of, like, what, 2016? Draymond? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, my, my rookie year when I came in, Draymond, uh, you know, he probably averaged about 16, 15, almost a double-double. And, you know, he was always scoring and being really aggressive. And, uh, you know, as, no, it's, uh, our team changed his role and his role has changed. So he doesn't always have to do that anymore, but uh, it's always fun to see. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I got to give some love to, to Stephen Curry real quick, just because I haven't really read his stat line. Uh, he played 42 minutes tonight, more more accurately, 41 minutes, 58 seconds. Um, I, I, You know, Steve Kerr alluded before this game that he wasn't comfortable giving Curry 40 minutes, was going to try to aim for 38, but they need him. I mean, he, you know, he's that important to this team. Uh, was 12 for 25 from the field, which is awesome, especially awesome when you consider he was only two for 10 from beyond the arc, which means that he was 10 for 15 from inside the three-point line, uh, five for six from the line, uh, grabbed two rebounds, had eight assists, uh, did have those five turnovers, but, you know, it's just, what are you going to do? It's Stephen Curry. Uh, anything anything uh, you, you, we, you feel like we haven't discussed that we should discuss? Uh, about tonight's game, which gives the Warriors a 3-2 series lead. I want to say the third quarter, you know, he went out with like 2.52 to go. It was a six-point lead. The Kings get a free throw and then a bucket where, like, there's just a total defensive breakdown. And uh, I thought he was going to sit the rest of the third quarter. 
So he would be good to go for the fourth, play the entire fourth quarter, and it would have put him closer to like 39, 40 minutes. But no, Steve Kerr used the timeout there. He felt like thing, like the tide turning, and the, and then he was just out there the rest of the way. Um, so yeah, no, I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, part of the game because, like in theory, you'd much rather not have to play Stephen Curry 42 minutes a game in the first round because if you're gonna have to play him 42 minutes a game in the first round. You're probably going to have to play him 42 to 43 minutes a game in the second, third, oh. fourth round. So um, if you can get a blowout at some point just to get his minutes down. Uh, yeah, and I think if they do advance, A, it'd be much helpful. It would be very helpful, much helpful, very helpful for the Warriors if they are to advance to get it done in game six to get a little oh. bit of a breather. Oh, um, hell yeah, dude. Hell, so, well, and, and it, I think it helped too, Kevin, that they had that extra day between games four and five. I, I thought that was yes. huge. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see Steph. Steph played the entire fourth quarter. So did Andrew Wiggins. They both. And he played uh, the entire fourth quarter in game four, too, I'm pretty sure. Crazy, crazy. So, yeah. um, you know, you're right. Hopefully they win uh, game six, close it out, get a few days so they, so they can catch their breath. Um, cause Stephen Curry playing 42 minutes, you know, as long as he doesn't get hurt, it's fine. I mean, he's, I feel like Steph's one of those human beings that just has that, that endless resource of energy, right? Like they, they don't, they don't get tired, even though obviously he's a human being and fatigue will, will settle at some point, but his energy levels are just absolutely absurd, especially given he's 35 now. Um, and you can see the effect it's having on other, other teams in this case, being the Kings again, when, when his with his off the ball movement, it just drives other teams insane because you can never rest. You can never take a second off because if you do, he's gone. And then he has an open look, and then you're burned from that. Um, let's let, let's look ahead to game six, man. This is going to be Friday at Chase Center. Uh, Warriors are 33-8 and eight at home this year. Uh, Clay Thompson, by the way, just saw a note that, that said he was not aware of the Warriors' incredible streak, which is now a 28-consecutive series where the Warriors have won at least one road game. Uh, Clay was stunned. He was like, "What?" Like, I guess he was he was taken aback. Uh, but game six, uh, are the Warriors going to close it out? Your thoughts, Kevin? I think they would. They have a better than. I'd say they have a at least a fifty-five to sixty percent chance of closing this thing out in game six. And I, I mean, I think it's good they won game five to prove to themselves that yeah, they're still very much a road Warriors team when it comes to postseason. So that like. Losing game six wouldn't feel like the end of the world. But they, I, I, I think you do got to close this out on Friday. You have to. But, uh, oh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't want to take your chances in Sacramento in front of the Golden One Center crowd. Uh, get it done on Friday. I, I do think they have the significant advantage. I thought this was a six-game series the entire way. Um, so then that can still happen. With a win on Friday, I, I think if 5 p.m. start time, um, so uh, take work off if you can. Well, I, hey, the people that can afford to go to Chase Center can afford to take work off early on Friday. Hold on a second, Kevin. I didn't know that the, the game Friday is at five. At five, yes. Why? Because the Lakers, because it's an ESPN uh, day. Yeah, and so. Lakers Grizzlies the other game on, and that's going to be the seven thirty p.m. game. That's asinine, dude. So the Warriors of the two teams, even though the Warriors Kings has been getting the biggest TV ratings and overall viewership. Well, numbers. yeah, and that's also why they would put it at five p.m. right before an eight p.m. East Coast audience. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so which leads. So let's let's say for the uh, just for the sake of argument, uh, Warriors win Game Six. They continue uh, being a much superior team at home. Uh, they take care of business. Uh, they're now going to kick back and they're going to watch the Grizzlies and the Lakers. Do you have a preference for either of those teams? If yeah, the Grizzlies I, win I, Game Six, I think anybody can win that series in Game Seven. I, Just like the same reason why you don't want the Warriors and Kings to play Game Seven. Anything can happen in a Game Seven. You don't want it to get to that point. Uh, so I'm sure the Lakers will have some urgency as well in Game Six. There. Um, do you have any thoughts on that series? And do you have a preference for the Warriors yeah. opponent? I, I would much prefer the Lakers. You get a home court advantage. Is that crazy? That, that's the big reason why. Uh huh. I'm not I'm super concerned about. I mean, I, I think they can win a road game at, at Crypto.com. Obviously, they have fantastic fans. Um, but, like, I'm not super scared of that arena necessarily. I, I think I think the Grizzlies – I wouldn't say they have a better home court advantage. They have, they have a, a pretty unique home court advantage. But, like, I – yeah, I, I to me it's about getting home court. And so for that reason alone, even though they have LeBron and AD – uh, and this team has been much better after they traded for Rui Hachimura, Jerry Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, so on and so forth. I'd much rather get four games at Chase Center than have to play potentially four games in Memphis. I, I agree with you, man. I, I'm not worried. I, I'm incredibly confident about either team. Uh, like, like to me, first of all, I heard – I forgot who was the set it. I don't know if it was uh, uh, Kenny the Jet Smith or who was on the TNT crew that said this, but I thought it was very astute – which is that with which each game that passes for the Warriors, they're getting better and better. Yeah. Uh, case in point, Andrew Wiggins just basically was off for nearly three months. And with each game that passes, he's getting he's getting better and better. And he's got a, a massive reserve of energy. I mean, yeah. that time off is gonna is might pay off nicely. Uh, Gary Payne the second's looking better. I feel like the cohesiveness of this team, which hasn't played a lot together uh, as a whole uh, during the regular season, is just gonna uh, improve with each game. Um, so honestly, like the Kings scare me more than either the Lakers or the Grizzlies. That's my take on it. Uh, partly because the Warriors have already proven they can beat Memphis. They, they, so if they, if that series comes, comes about again, and you don't have Steven Adams, you don't have Brandon Clark to worry about this time. I think the Warriors clean shop, even if they are the sixth seed and, and, and don't have home court on the other flip side, the Lakers big team, uh, but the Warriors proved at least in game three, they have the personnel to match size. I love the fact that they're at home. Uh, I saw someone in the chat um, say, uh, NMR saying, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to engage the chat anymore. I'm just going to block people from now on who come uh, or are critical because um, uh, I'm not supposed to engage with the chat until the end of the show anymore. Uh, anyways, but, but someone in the chat did write something that was really astute, I thought, which was that, um, where is it? Uh, oh, right here. Richard Sarpong writes as we wrap the show up. Grizz any day, I don't want to deal with AD. Here's why yeah. you don't have to worry about AD, in my humble opinion. Draymond Green has his number. If there is any player in the NBA who can handle Anthony Davis and then some, it is Mr. Draymond Green. We've seen that script before. Granted, Anthony Davis was much younger. That was a very different team with the Pelicans. Um, but in the only player I've ever seen Draymond Green have incredible difficulty guarding is Joel Embiid. And I don't know if that's because of the size. I don't know if it's because Embiid is similarly incredibly mentally tough. So Draymond cannot use that as an advantage. Draymond will effectively reduce uh, Anthony Davis's effectiveness in that series. Um, LeBron is 38 years old. He's incredible still, no doubt about that. Um, he's one of the greatest ever, clearly. 
But I, I'm just very confident. And, and I will break it down more if and when that series comes. Uh, we'll wrap it up with this, Kevin. What are your thoughts on, on either of those series? Anything I missed? Anything you want to add as we wrap up the show tonight? As far as Lakers, Warriors, or Grizzlies, Warriors? Correct. Yeah. Four game I mean, six. Well, Four a, game six. Yeah, A, defeat the Kings first. Like, this series is not over yet. Let, let's – yeah, one three in a row, feeling great, but the series not over yet. Like three two over, three two uh, leads can get overturned. So this this is not done. Uh, I remember a series that went exactly like, well, not exactly like this, but like the Miami Heat won the first two games in the 2012 Conference Finals against the Boston, lost the next three, won the next two, um, and had won the. What up, Steve? <laughs> uh, had, uh, had won their first two games at home, lost games three and four on the road, lost game five at home, and then like LeBron went for 45, 15, and five in game six. And then they closed out, you know, overcame like a 13 point deficit in the first half and won game seven before winning their first title. So, like, the blueprints there, obviously, you know, you can't just translate that because of different teams, different players, yada, yada, yada. But, like, this ain't over yet. Uh, obviously, though, the Warriors are in a much better position than they were a week ago and a much better position now than Sacramento. Absolutely. So game six is uh, what's coming up next uh, for the Golden State Warriors Friday at 5 p.m. What a weird-ass time for the game to start. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, and, Kevin, I can't thank you enough for joining me today. Again, you can follow Kevin Dana on uh, Twitter at Kevo408. Uh, make sure you follow him there, the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors. Um, what a game, man. That was a thriller tonight. Uh, and, and tip of the cap to these Sacramento Kings. They it are is. a damn good team. Um, and if and when hopefully the Warriors beat them in game six, let's hope that happens. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think the Warriors are going to be a lot better because of it. Um, I mean, this is a test, man. And and I don't think the Warriors are going to be worse off as long as they're healthy. So, uh, yeah. What a game tonight, yeah, though. I, I, I needed a cigarette after that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to join me on Larry Kruger's show, I'm going to join, go over there and, and see what's going on with that madhouse. Uh, regardless, folks, thank you so much. I'll be back at it tomorrow. Uh, I don't know who my guest is or what's going on yet, but I do want to address something I tweeted. Um, I'm going to talk about Steve Kerr tomorrow, and it's not going to be negative. It's actually, I just, I finally found the revelation of, in my opinion, what was going on this year. It was it, was just, it just was like an itch I, I couldn't find this whole year, and I finally found it, and I feel so damn good. I will get into all that tomorrow, my theory on why the Warriors struggle so much this regular season, uh, and more specifically Steve Kerr. Kevin, love you, man. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you, everyone. Are we all good? We out? We done? We